tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed, and a world-governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Good morning, Swarm! And welcome to Tinfall Hat. You know who I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to... Rob! There we go. Joining me, as always, is my good friend, Xavier Guerrero. What's up? Live on Rockfin now. You can check him out with his show, We Don't Smoke the Same, Burning Up the Charts. Has it started? Oh, yeah, and we're about to have a guy from the Sandlot come on. Oh, shit. So it's going to be pretty cool. Oh, that's... The fat dude? The yeah. Patrick? You yeah. should introduce him as the fat dude yeah, from the Sandbox. Yeah, I, I, they, I'm, I'm, they really <laughs> love that Sandlot. They love that shit. Uh, and on the ones and twos, the gnome is to love him. He's part of a real fucking retarded podcast called Punch Drunk Sports. Please welcome Johnny Woodard, a.k.a. Johnny Nice. What's happening? How are there? you, Johnny? How's your weekend, bro? You had a little time out by yourself with your lady. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, I went, I went to uh, went to see some movies. Uh, What'd you watch? Went to uh, Westfield, uh, that Westfield Century City. You ever been to that mall, dude? That's the, that mall is insane. Is it is it going? Are people yeah, out? Yeah, it's outside mall. It's swarmed and it's real. It's it's nice to see people getting out of their house. I love malls. I can't believe people don't go to mall. I yeah, mean, me like too. I get it. You like Amazon? I like to go out the malls, go to the food court, creep on the ladies. Right? Dude, I really think it's important to be bump into people, be around people. You know, even if you don't talk to them, it's just important. It's, it's just as good. A be around. I like to hang outside Victoria's Secrets and sure. uh, actually inside by the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. thirty-two by the, double D action and look the, for unicorns. Oh, don't worry. There's going to have it. There, there's a male section in there now, so you don't have to. Why? Be that Why are you ruining everything? <laughs> what are you, be dazzling junk? Is that what's going on? You remember when you go to Spencer in the mall and they had that <laughs> elephant underwear? You're like, my trunk isn't long enough to make that work. No. That'd be the. I look like I have a broken trunk. It'd it be would, like, eh, it bah. would be like a deflation. Balloon, yeah, you know, just long saddest like, elephant. <laughs> that should be the name of it. Saddest elephant ever underwear. <laughs> Guys, I want to start off by telling everybody how much I loved you. Thank you, everybody who came to Phoenix. Thank you so much. We had a great weekend. Sold out of all the shirts, obviously, and met so much of the swarm. I love you all so much. Thank you for the kind words. I'm going to be honest with you, man. According to the numbers, they keep acting like nobody's listening to the show. Like literally in three years, we haven't gained one listener. And based on the reception I get when I get on the ro- go on the road, I know that's not true. I love meeting the swarm. I love you all so much. You're the best crowds ever. And, you know, anybody who performs on my show, the minute they get off stage, they say unilaterally, man, that's a great crowd. That's a great crowd. And you know what? And it's because you guys are open-minded and you're, uh, you're comedy enthusiastics. Is that the word I'm looking for? Enthusiasts. Athus- that word too. Unoffended people. What? Unoffended people. Well, you know what, man? Even when I used to do like the Naughty Show, my, my fans were always open-minded to all forms of comedy. They just wanted you to be great at it. Whatever you do, just be. if you're the best at smashing fruit, just be the best. 
at Smashing Fruit, you know, and that's all I'm saying. So thank you all so much. Speaking of seeing me live, I will be live in Indianapolis this weekend at Helium's, one of my favorite clubs to play. Super excited to meet all the Indianapolis swarm. So go out there. My tic- Those tickets are available at samtriply.com. I just want to look at something real quick just to let you guys know what is coming up here. Okay, hold on, hold on. Good to let you know. Here's some things, dude. Um, we got a lot of podcasts coming up. Uh, the dates will be on, on, uh, samtriply.com, but Tim Fall Hat Comedy is coming to Houston, to Dallas, Oklahoma City, Tacoma, Spokane, Tampa, filthy Tampa. Daddy's coming. It will be the night before, uh, Halloween. I think I'm going to stay out there the night before and then stay for Halloween that night. Kansas City, Omaha, uh, you can grab tickets at samtriply.com. They will all be up soon. Also, you can go to 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu JJ at uh, plan- 10thplanetjj.com. The tickets are all there as well. You want Eddie Bravo? You got Eddie Bravo. Xavier Guerrero will be there. Most likely Reed Becker as well. And when Johnny gets some sack to perform, we'd love to have him out at a show here or there. Dude, he's busy at nights. Do you to go around here? What's that? There's not many places to go right now around here anywhere. What do you mean? And just in to terms go up. of Well, I mean like you you did okay, dude. Is that the excuse you're going to use? For now. By the way, I just got a call <laughs> real quick. I got a call Friday. The comedy store reopens. Oh, thank God oh, for that. Oh shit. The Babe. comedy store Fuck reopens yeah. on did you Friday. See the other day they were letting them practice the fire the, their fire drills there, the fire department. I yeah, like, oh. I mean it is what it is. Doing what you got to do, I guess. But. Well, you know, it's like we love fire trucks, right? And firemen. Yeah. I mean, let them practice. I guess so. That's they'll get there like, a little quicker. If some, you know, yeah. when I'm back on that stage, just know there'll be fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? So, guys, a lot of great things are going on. I'm going to be making a huge announcement probably on the next show. But, uh, you know, a lot of stuff going on. So, if you want to support the show, go to Sam Triple, go to samtriple.com. All my podcasts are there. Okay? Uh, Tim Fall Hat, uh, uh, Cash Daddies, Union of the Unwanted, Broken Simulation, and the list goes on and on. And also this awful one called Punch Drunk Sports is on there as well with with a pack of retards. Okay, so go check that out as well while it's still on there. Um, go check that out. If you want to support the show, a great way to support the show is to go and grab some t-shirts, timfallhattshirts.com. That's timfallhattshirts.com or samtriplee.com. Grab them there. New t-shirts are coming up. I'm working on some stuff. I'm working on it. So I got some more shirts coming out. Great way to support the show. If you want to see any of their, their, uh, premium content, just go to rockfin.com. Rockfin, R-O-K. F-I-N dot com. And Broken Simulation is back on Twitter. Twitter.com slash Broken Sim. We're sharing all the crazy news stories and stuff. And uh, we'll maybe slip some tinfoil hat news in there since we don't really have a presence on Twitter anymore. So I'm thinking about starting a new Twitter. I will not be tweet. I know. Thank you all. You all tell me Twitter's boring now, but I'm kind of over it. But I do like it to promote. Come back. So I'm going to uh, probably have Fat Dragon Productions on there. (laughs) That'll be the new... 
the new Tim, uh, my new Twitter. I will not be tweeting. I will have my friend you, Robin. No, tweeting. you can tweet. You just can't go hard at people. I no, think that was th- your then mistake. why am I there? Yeah, like, <laughs> that's what right, I right, enjoy. Right, right, right. That's what gets my nipple hard. Lighting these fools up. Okay, it's, it's the scorpion and the frog. Right? Yeah, it's just, it's then, just my nature. Then we might need to make you a troll account. So we also have Instagram. What are our Instagrams? We got uh, Tim Fall Hat Podcast and uh, anything you tag us in. You wear a T-shirt, tag us in, and I'll repost it. I. And then there's that, also yeah. there's two Tim Fall. There's two because one of them's super shadow banned and the other. Oh, one they, isn't. I am so yeah. shadow banned yeah. on. It's unbelievable how shadow banned. You, yeah, you gotta I am tr- on you gotta tw- type in your whole name. Yeah, I follow yeah. you. and I gotta type in Sam Triple. I'm like, dude, I follow him. I should just type yeah. in Sam. Yeah, nope, no. that's the whole thing. Yeah, you want I, Sam? I, you gotta I'm on the somebody's. But you know, Sam Triple is going to be the uh, place to go. Some big news with Rockfin coming up, but uh, I will announce that as soon as that is locked. Guys, I'm very excited about our guest. I think it was another absolute crusher. Uh, He is uh, author Bruce De Torres, and he's got a book coming out called God School 9-11 JFK, and this one does not... um, What's the word? Disappoint. Disappoint. This show does not disappoint, so enjoy the show. Super excited to have this gentleman on. He did Zero and came and Crush Fest 2021. So uh, we decided to bring him back to the big show, and here he is. He's got an explosive new book about to drop. The word on the street and the streets are talking. It's it's the real deal. So we had to get him on the show. He's got a book that's coming out right now. It's called God School 9-11 and JFK, and I say yes to all that. Mm-hmm. Very excited. It's about to drop May 2021. Please welcome Bruce De Torres. How are you, brother? I'm great. How are you? How's everybody over there? We're great. Thank you so much for coming on. For those who didn't hear your appearance on uh, Zero, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Bruce? Yes. I decided to be an actor when I was in the sixth grade. I majored in acting and directing and did all the plays I could. And then when I was in my mid-30s, I really learned how to pay attention to the folks on stage. And then I paid attention to the rest of my life. Then I realized I was miserably unhappy. And then I asked the philosophical questions, who am I? Why am I here? Then I got a great idea about energy. It burst into existence and became this universe. Why, you ask? Because maybe, just maybe, Energy is the intention to exist. Thoughts are made out of energy. They've got the intention to exist. This is a completely magical spiritual realm. So I decided to write a book about that. Yes. Along the way, way, 9-11 happened, and I studied the heck out of that and got behind, you know, that opened up all the suppressed history that, and I obsessed about that for years. And finally, I decided to put it into the book. As problems solved by the truth of our nature, this is a completely magical spiritual realm, only love is real, and solved by the truth of those events. If enough people know what's really going on, we might stop our slide off the edge of the cliff. So I got to say yes to all this. I'm totally into that. You know that. Our our last conversation was uh, really uplifting and important, and I'm glad you're here. Uh, this is very important stuff we're getting into here, man. The more and more I study this, the more and more I realize it's all a spiritual war. This whole thing that we're in, it's a spiritual war. Most of the stuff that happens, we'll use the term false flags or I'll use it, are occult-type 
events done for maximum impact to lower our frequencies. And I, you know, it's like, I, 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 you know, Dana, who works on the show, love her to pieces, big, very important person in my life, love her with all my heart. She's constantly watching MSNBC and it is all low frequency shit. And she's just addicted to it. She's addicted to it. And, that, and I hate to, you know, she doesn't watch Fox, but I'd say the exact same thing about Fox News. Lowering your frequency. And you just don't realize it because it's telling you what you want to hear, which is because, you know, as we know, this realm is a realm of suffering. And, and you have to live vicariously through this screen to get your suffering because your life really, if you took a step back, is pretty fucking good. And it's like really like, so, so like Buddha says, if you, we don't have suffering in our life, we'll go look for it, just like Buddha did. And instead of getting in and walking around and taking journeys around the world, we just turn on the television and it just bombards us with, this is awful, this is awful, this is awful. You're like, oh my God, the world, I have to do something. And that's where we are, man. I think that's where we are right now in society and I think this is very important. So where do you want to start, Bruce? Uh, I, I'm excited to get into this. Where do you want to start? Well, uh, how long are we recording? And when is it going to get posted? And um, just those logistics, housekeeping out of the way real fast. Okay. We, record, we're gonna, we go at least an hour. We go till it goes. And then we'll be up as soon as Johnny Johnny's going to go home, make love to his woman, okay? Once he gets done making love, then he works on the show, and we get out as soon as possible, okay? Probably in the morning. Probably in the morning. <laughs> Johnny makes love oh. all night, okay? Oh, yeah. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny uh, treats his girlfriends like the, uh, the Alaskans treat the animals they kill, okay? They use every part of the body, all right? So Johnny's got to get through all of it, and then he'll work on the show, and then it's in the morning, okay? So uh, it will be in the morning. Good. You'll be in a good mood, Johnny, when you work on this. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You don't want Johnny Bluebald working on this. He'll be <laughs> fucking angry. No, no, no. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so, so, Bruce, I want to start off with, you know, uh, I, you know, I'm really getting into this thing we talked about on last show, you know, the law of attraction, the model of abundance, love thy neighbor. And when I when I, I I think it was with you, I had this kind of realization that it's it's all the same thing. It's just different steps to spreading the love. And so you know, if you would have asked me this two years ago, asked me this five years ago, asked about God and love, I would go, you know, go fuck yourself. I don't care about any of that. I want to do drugs. I want to party with women. I want to set a high score in a game that nobody else is playing, okay? That's what I wanted to do with my life. And now as a different guy in a different place, you know, through this podcast, through having two daughters that I love so much, you know, I, I've changed away and I've seen, I see the world differently. So the question is, to me, I want to ask you is, what is God? And is it what is or is it who is? Is that which one's the better question? They're, they're both great because if I, I often try to imagine being, you know, among the first humans before any conceived notions had, you know, formed or we were trained by school or society or anything, what did we experience? You know, and I think that we experience that this is an enchanted 
realm. One only has to pay attention to the coincidences in one's own life, let alone what humans have reported since we could write about how mystical, magical, enchanted that life really, 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 really is. And pondering what that, having a spiritual imagination to, to we experience that force as something outside of us. So that's what we call God and all of the, and all the gods that have existed, but they're all trying to describe, I think this basic enchantment, this basic spiritualness or spirituality of life. So what is that? And I sum this up nicely in my book and I'll try to sum it up nicely right here. Uh, that in a way, Maybe, maybe in the only way, maybe in every way. There's only, there's only one of us here. There's, there's only one thing that exists. It's an infinite field of something. We use the word energy. Reality, life, etc. Is, is a unity. There's no place where you stop and I start. There's, there's no place where your moods, your intentions, your emotions can't resonate out to infinity except whereas individuals we cop an attitude we get an idea we harden ourselves and this is the formation of the ego we harden ourselves as i'm me and everyone and everything else is everyone and every is everything else and i'm in competition so now i'm not going to feel every one of your your loving impulses and you're not going to feel every one of mine and I'm not going to notice the, the coincidences. I'm not going to notice the billboard that has the picture of the, of the person I haven't thought about in years, some celebrity or famous person that I just thought of this morning. But if we are open to taking life, and this is how powerful we are, if we think that life is miraculous, mystical, magical, loving, kind, benevolent, it is. If we think it's a dog-eat-dog world and I got I to gotta, you know, steal from you before you steal from me, then it's a dog-eat-dog world. And that's how we behave. And the bottom line is what I would tell a, a young person, you know, a 15-year-old, a 16-year-old, Someone who's ready to be pounced on and initiated into life and into reality as an adult, which we should talk about later as a very traditional and powerful experience that humans naturally develop doing to young people when they needed to become an adult and stop being a child. What I would say kindly in modern life and modern America is simply pay attention. Pay attention to the people that you talk to. And that's where you'll find God, Sam. That's where we'll find what's real between us, which is our harmony when we do pay attention to each other, when we like the same things, when we experience the same thing. It's the bonding that we all feel at a rock concert. It's the bonding that a mob feels when they all decide, he's the enemy. Let's go hang him. And there's a frenzy because of the the power of all of our energy and all of our attention focused on the same thing, we can make something very, very powerful. Rambling answer, that's God. No, that's the short answer. Not <laughs> rambling at all. 
totally makes sense. I want to tell you about our friends at wine.com. Look at Tim Full Hat getting all classy with wine. Johnny, do you drink wine? Uh, my girlfriend and I have wine at dinner. Yes. Look at that. How about you, Xavier? Only the white wine. Okay, I love that, dude. Wine drinkers. You know, I, when I drank wine, wine back in the day, you go to the, the store, you want to buy your wine, and it is just a wall of wine, and you're just like, what? which one am I going to get, right? Confusing. It's confusing, dude, and that's why wine.com takes all that confusion out. Now, there's this misconception. You can't buy wine over the internet. Not true. It's a wonderful time to be alive. And now you can go to wine.com and get your wine, dude. All right, learn, explore, purchase all from the comfort of your home on your own time without the need to stand in the wine aisle looking lost, frothing at your mouth, wondering if you're going to get the right wine for the right occasion okay unlimited free shipping with membership eliminate the worry about shipping costs with the stewardship okay bam for only four forty nine dollars a year wine.com offers you unlimited shipping to any address when you sign up for the stewardship membership dude that is the jam right there wine.com handles your wine with great care before you ever place the order okay by doing their own warehousing with full fulfillment so an adult signature is required so delivery options are up to you on your own schedule choose your choose your delivery day or opt to pick your wine up at one of a thousands of walgreens fedex office or local pickup sites across the nation either way shipping is on your schedule okay no minimum purchase order one bottle or hundreds of bottles shipping is free every time you use your membership to send gifts throughout the year to family and friends shipping is free every time man how awesome is that wow the only the only site to offer extensive free professional rating and tasting notes okay whether you're a novice or an expert live chats with experts to help you find the perfect bottle of wine for every occasion wine people take wine serious right that super serious stuff and wine helps you super serious people and you're just going around looking for a bottle of wine people they they make it simple and easy to buy on wine okay buy wine simple easy on wine.com so this is what you're going to do you're going to go into wine.com slash tinfoil and get $50 off your first order okay terms apply thank you so much enjoy wine.com there's so much to get into with what you said, so much to unpack. And, uh, you know, I mean, first of all, what you are talking about is the one universal consciousness. And if you study, you know, if you study conspiracy, you could study uh, spirituality, you know, and we always say conspiracy leads to spirituality here. You know, you study this stuff, you start realizing that there has been a concentrated effort to make people not know exactly what you're talking about. And that they use agent provocateurs to steer people away from understanding this. So when so when someone goes, all lives matter, which includes black lives, white lives, straight lives, gay lives, men, women, all these lies. Someone comes out. With a little influence. No, we're talking black lives. And then this group of people that feel like they have to fight for their little bit anchor in onto that. And now it becomes 
people who haven't done any real research into what people are actually talking about when they say all lives matter, what they're actually talking about right there. They do no research and they just regurgitate, you know, talking points, sound bites, headlines that they see. And, and you said something really, really important, which is that when our ego gets involved, which brings us back to this whole thing, which is the whole point behind why I named my spiritual podcast Zero. It's all about zero ego, zero resentments, zero expectations, and it's really hard to get there. But that's, a, that's the point of that title of that podcast, Zero, okay? And, you know, one of the great parts of Duncan Trussell's show on, on Netflix was that thing where that guy was stuck in jail and he kept trying to get out. And each time he would learn a lesson, die, go up and meet the universe, and the universe would weigh his soul. And if it weighed more than a feather, meaning he had too much resentment, too much anger, anything, he would come back to relive it. And that's exactly what you're talking about, in my humble opinion. That's what was it? What it's, show? What the Midnight show Gospel. The Midnight Gospel. You got to watch it. It was so good. Netflix right. didn't bring it back yet because it was so enlightening. It was so spiritual. I cried mm-hmm. at the end of one of the episodes because I know the backstory behind it. And I go, oh, d- dude, I mean, somebody m- made a mistake and got this yeah. on TV because this isn't mm-hmm. the stuff that usually makes it because this is right. it's, so. It's like a podcast and they're just like animated. It's a whole different. He had his grandma, his mom on there. Yeah. It was heartbreaking. But the, the, the show itself was so uplifting, which is opposite of what Netflix, in my humble opinion, likes to do, which is murder shows. <laughs> this person's getting fucked over by these people because of this trait that they have. And, you know, when you. You know that Eric Bernese is that his name? The guy who invented uh, propaganda and and marketing. Edward, Edward yeah, Bernese. Yeah, yeah so I, I fucked the name up, but that's par for the course. You know when uh, his nephew runs Netflix. You know it's just it's wow. so. Do you know? Do you know who Bernese's uncle was? Freud, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, like and like all the stuff involved with that. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and the major book that he was known for? What's the book that he's known for? Simply called Propaganda. 1928. 28. Uh, he, was the, he was the one who helped the tobacco companies figure out the marketing campaigns to get women proudly smoking in public because they were shamed into smoking in secret. They were called victory sticks during World War I. <laughs> Right? Wow. And it's just Something like, like just victory like, sticks. Right? The Patriot Act. It's like it, <laughs> they name it so opposite yeah. of what it's it's really meant to do. And we'll get into that. But the spiritual stuff is like where I'm at. It's like it's so mm-hmm. much is just mm-hmm. to lower your frequency. And, you know, you brought up childhood. I think you brought up childhood because when you, you talked about it, it's the first mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. I got into. Was, initiation. Oh, the initiation. And how, in my humble opinion, they have purposefully made everybody soft. So when they hit the real world, you just fracture 
you just fracture. You, what do you mean there's no safe spaces? What do you mean you're using names that I was just told and programmed to me that were just meanie words and I don't even want to hear the context in which the word is being made? I want to go to HR. Oh, I'm, this is my fifth job in a year because I can't take because I'm 18 and I know how the world works and why won't you listen to me? And I, I, I think it's done purposefully. Your thoughts on that? Uh, I'm distracted by not seeing a little word that says recording. Do you see a signal that says we're definitely capturing? Oh, yeah. We're, we're recording uh, to a hard drive. Yeah, uh, we record to a hard drive. Thank you. The <laughs> softification of America we're talking about, and it's intentional, and it's to make us dependent on authority, which starts in school, and that's the indoctrination. And that's... All the, the positioning of the last 60, 70 years that parents, especially fathers, are buffoons. It's to, it's to separate young minds from allegiance to a family, to even identifying with their family and identifying with the values and goals and the rewards and punishments that we experience in school so that we are just addicted to the approval of being a good boy and good girl who does exactly what that, that we're told. And then when we're, we're, we're quickly rewarded for being a boss and being a bully because they are trying to traumatize everyone into obedience and then cultivate the psychopaths who develop the taste for power over others and prestige and ego and the bigger office and the extra letters on their on their sweaters, typically a lot of the, you know, the successful athletes in school. So by, by the time, you know, there's a great book called Bullyocracy by Donald Jeffries. How the social hierarchy in school, you know, just reward bullies for, that's a mangled subtitle. It's a talk about heartbreaking. So anyway... We're traumatized into, so that, that we do just obey. And, and then we are encouraged to, to point out each other's flaws. When, we, when the young folks deviate from the political correctness and they hear a word that they've been trained is, <gasps> you shouldn't, you're not allowed to say that word, uh, as you well described. And it's a catastrophe. It's a, we're having, we are in disastrous circumstances because of the mushification of the mind, that there are people in their 20s and their 30s who are quivering with insecurity because of how we were raised. And I could go on and on on this point about what happens in, in school to make us mushy. And yes, I will, because that's exactly what your question was. Why are we so soft in my humble? It's because humans need to make decisions in order to survive. Birds need to fly. If you trapped a brand new baby bird in a cage and did not let it fly until it was full grown adult age and you released it from its cage, and would you expect it to fly? No. Would it die? Yes. If it could understand the, the command to fly, would it have a nervous breakdown? Yes, because it doesn't trust its ability to fly. It's never flown a day in its life. This, the analogy is, we, for us, it's making decisions. So before school, in my fantasy of the millennial, the millennia 
the thousands of years that we live, boys and girls crawled all over their parents and all the adults around them as they were just doing the things of life, collecting the crops, taking care of the animals, going hunting, mending the clothing, cleaning up, fixing everything that had to be done at the home front, and playing. And you had lots of kids because a lot of them are going to die in accidents. You had all the kids you could. Lifespans were really, 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 really young. And kids learn naturally at their own speed because they were just fascinated. We're born curious and active to satisfy our curiosity. And we handle things. And even in the old days, playing with friends around the neighborhood, we would make up games and you, had a, you made a million decisions. So by the time you could have kids, you did have kids and it was no big effing deal. But in school, we're not allowed to make decisions until we graduate, and that's why we graduate. Young folks graduate neurotic and terrified, and they need safe spaces and safe rooms, and they just want someone to tell them what to do. They'll take any job with no decent wage and no benefits just to to have some place to go where they don't have to think about where to go. They don't have to find a job. They don't have to make Decisions. That's what is is mushifying minds more than anything else, I suspect. Hey, everybody, it's Mother's Day, so let's talk about 1-800-Flowers and how it helps celebrate your mother. Okay, a mother is someone who loves with all of her heart, whether it's your birth mom, stepmom, or strong mother's figure, okay? This Mother's Day, celebrate all the amazing women in your life with a gorgeous bouquet from 1-800-Flowers. Right now, 1-800-Flowers is offering 24 multicolored roses plus a free vase for $34.99. These gorgeous bouquets of two dozen roses, an assortment of bright colors, is guaranteed to show all of the moms in your life just how much you love them. I cannot wait to send 1-800-Flowers bouquet to my mom. We do it every year. Every year, my mama gets a nice bouquet. No matter how much she's like, Sammy, don't send me anything. Mom, you're getting flowers and you love it because I love you too much not to get you a gift, okay? All roses from 1-800-Flowers are picked at their peak, cared for every step of the way, and shipped fresh to ensure lasting beauty, okay? Picking an early delivery day ensures that your bouquet will arrive in time for Mother's Day special, okay? For the Make Mother's Day special, all right? 24 multicolored roses plus free vase for $34.99 is an amazing offer, but prices will go up, so order before Friday, right? Don't put this off. Order today from the special official floors of Mother's Day. That's 1-800-Flowers.com, all right? To, to order 24 multi colored roses plus a free vase for $34.99 go to 1-800-Flowers.com click the radio icon and enter the code TINFOIL that's 1-800-Flowers.com code TINFOIL happy Mother's Day to all you mamas I, I, it's very interesting because you brought up bullying and I, I wasn't sure what your uh, view is on that but you know uh, obviously you do not want kids traumatized you don't want kids killing themselves you know if i could tell children anything it's like dude everything happened to you right now in high school you'll barely remember if you do it right if you do life right 
You won't remember any of this. You'll remember the people you loved and the teachers who showed you appreciation. But you will be on your path to greatness. And the, the, the road to happiness is littered with the dead carcasses of prom kings and queens, okay? That fucking peaked in high school. If you peak in high school, you did something wrong. But I also believe... <laughs> I'm sorry, it just is. And, uh, you know, and it is of my belief that bullying is part of the, the jungle. Survival of the fittest. I do not want children to feel scared. What I want them to do is to learn how to deal with situations. Because when you go to the real world, guess what? Bullies are everywhere. They're in your office. They're in your apartment complex. They're on the fucking corner. That's where they are. And they're never going to go away because that's not how the world works. And it's like, for me, it's like, learn to deal with it then. It's what I tell young comedians. Yeah, you want all this stuff right now? You want to jump all these, all these steps to get to the best you? Okay, good luck. Just know it's going to come back and bite you in the ass because there's going to be times what goes up must go down. And what happens when you go down if you don't have any of those, any of those skills? Good luck on going back up. Good luck on that. If you don't get, you're, go on, go on. No, I didn't mean to interrupt. Make you stop. It just it, you remind me of George Burns, the the comedian, talking about the impact of uh, radio and television. He started in vaudeville, and he said, "Yeah, they're they're not going to be great comedians much longer because there's no place for people to be bad." You know, in vaudeville and, you know, in little towns, you know, there was all that opportunity. Like you just described, you can't just go right to the big leagues because you don't have the experience. You don't have the chops. I think that was your point. No, I totally, 100 It's like, it's like, I, I got, the best thing that ever happened to me, dude, beside, was Paul Mooney. He did a couple things to me. He called me the M-word, which I loved because anytime a black person calls me the M-word or a woman I'm having sex with calls me the M-word, I feel like a lot better about myself. Uh, but he sa- he did a couple things. He got me in at the comedy store. It was because Paul Mooney, that I'm a regular at the comedy store, and the- he had a talk with us in the hallway. It's like one of those things where like, you know, you knew who Paul Mooney was. I remember knowing who Paul Mooney was, but I didn't really understand how important he was. And he pulled us aside. He goes, I want you guys to know something. This time right now, this is the best time of your life. Because you're just doing comedy because you love it. And you're learning and you're, you know, you're just, you're just trying to get better so you can impress women and you could, and all that was true. And he goes, when you start getting paid for comedy, it becomes a job and it's a different thing. And all these kids, even if you look at the NBA, they just want to run to the good stuff. They don't want to learn all the steps to get to that moment that are so important to keep you on top. So if like, so if we're going to go into elementary school we're gonna go into high school and we're gonna make these kids who have are nothing close to being adults play by adult rules and and we're gonna remove all the chaos from these schools man you're gonna put out some soft kids you're not doing them any service right and it's just like it's being done purposefully it's being done purposefully Oh, totally, totally. Again, it's to make kids uh, uh, devoted to authority, to let authority figure it out. It's okay to have cops in the hallways because we're animals. We can't control ourselves. Mm -hmm. We need authority to to control us. 
School is an abomination from A to Z as far as I'm concerned. It's so anti-human. The experience of it is so anti-human. If kids are supposed to be playing and, and exploring the world and, and following their, their curiosity and daydreaming, staring at the, at the, at the, you know, at the sky and varying, you know, having parents who some are really, really demanding and help making them work, you know, and to, let's pull back because I want to explore this bullying scenario you just described because I got an idea that kind of enchanted me about it. Um, maybe frequently, you know, best practices throughout all time when if kids didn't want to help their parents in the fields or with the, all the little arts and crafts to mend and, and, you know, keep the skins together and have clothing and all that, all the domestic labors, they probably sat around with their grandparents and did the, the, the tiny, tiniest little work. Because even the old folks painting a scene here still had to contribute. There were beads to put on strings. There were... There were seeds to get out of the fruit. There was there was garbage to take out. You know, it was all work all the time. And then there would be the sick old people, and then there would be the sick kids. So maybe some of the healthy kids would sit with the sick grandmother, and they'd sit with the, with the grandfather. Maybe some of the old men would watch from afar the kids playing in the field or in the trees, knowing that they're going to make up games, and they're going to get into fights, and they're just going to keep an eye on it from afar. Maybe there was a reckoning at the end of the day. Maybe the grandfather would tell the father, who's the last thing he needs is another hassle. You know, and the grandfather says to the father, the adult, hey, you're that son of yours. I've told him 20 times to stop, you know, putting dirt in his brother's mouth. Okay, and the little kid just can't. At that point, the, the father would intervene. Yeah, maybe with a slap upside the head yeah. that taught that older brother once and for all, don't feed my little brother dirt. Yeah, whatever it took, or maybe the little brother, you know, got the fattest rabbit and he went to the biggest kid in the tribe and said, "I'll give you the fattest rabbit if you beat the out of the snot out of my brother who keeps shoving dirt in my mouth and they figured it out by themselves so painting dramatic scene no dude sam (laughs) the exact same point you're making we learn to live by living by being involved with life and that's why school in many ways to me might be as bad as a concentration camp it is so evil in how it fractures a mind it pits us against each other it encourages bullies. It encourages the worst a-holes to, to rise to the top. And it drives the shy and the insecure deeper and deeper into their own neuroses and psychoses. And I could go on and on. You add to that the drugs, the medication. I think we talked about that on the other, on the other show. And it's all for social control. I'll wrap up with this. I think in the, last, the turn of the last century, as the Rockefellers and the Carnegies were organizing the educational experience, they said, there's a quote, got to find the source. Someone like a Rockefeller or a Carnegie or, or a J.P. Morgan or a Henry Ford said something like, I don't want, we don't, if, regarding education, I don't want intelligent people who can really, really think for themselves. I just want people who will work. They'll, they'll take our wages. They'll be obedient workers, and then they'll be obedient consumers. They'll take the money, the little money that we give them, 
and they'll buy all the products. They're just reliable workers and consumers. That's what we are crushed into being uh, through very, very, a very, very narrow uh, pipeline. And it's, it's inhumane. When you look at the despair in the United States, I could go on and on about all the antidepressants <laughs> and alcoholism and drug addiction and all the other stuff. And here's the problem. Here's why it's worth pulling our hair out and, and getting on a soapbox like this. Compared to two things, our natural potential and ideal uh, yeah, potential, when you look at the art that humanity has created through the centuries, the, the, the cathedrals in Europe and the and, the, and, and the, the, all the art or, you know, in Asia and all just the incredible music and the symphonies and, the, and the, everything we're capable of creating when we're free to, to, to practice the thing we want to practice as hard and as long as we want or we find a way to do it. And you, and you also, um, you, 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 yeah, compared to that, what America is, oh, the, the second thing is our ideals, what we're supposed to be, you know, land of the free home of the brave where we all have rights, inalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and the right to institute governments that serve us and who derive their just powers from the consent of the governed. And when they no longer fulfill those purposes, the right to revise those governments we were enthroned as the sovereigns that's the american revolution is that it's not kings ruling inferiors and subjects it's we the people will govern ourselves and we don't talk about governing ourselves anymore in america that was intentionally done away with back in the 1960s when young people who took civics classes in the 1950s in elementary school became high school kids and college kids in the 1960s who said, hey, my friends are dying in a baloney war in Vietnam, and I'm going to surround the capital until my uh, government uh, stops this war. Well, we don't, wanna, we don't want kids to know that history. We don't want kids to know their rights, and we certainly don't want them to know how civics work. So there's all these distractions. Mass media and popular culture and entertainment is just all distractions. And now everything, now we could talk for an hour about everything that prevents us from getting together in a room and kvetching and, and you know, complaining about stuff. I want to. Let's- coming up with some, uh, you know, s- solutions. We have to stay socially distant. We have to wear masks. We have to uh, be afraid of each other because we might have the cooties. Give me real quick a couple things I want to talk about. One, you talked about the giving the guy the rabbit. I literally used to steal porno mags. From the convenience store, like top shelf, like top shelf, like they were like the plastic the, cover. No, they didn't have the plastic cover, but they were like the shiniest porno mags I've ever seen in my life. And I would jack these porno mags, and I would go to bo- guys who I know. I'd be like, "Dude, you want this porno mag? Tell that dude to fucking leave me the fuck alone." And this dude would walk over going, if you fuck with Sam again, I'll beat the fuck out of you. And that's how I got left alone. And then I learned to be funny to get out of situations. That's why all these pretty people want to do comedy. And that's why so much of it is just cookie cutter shit. Because if you learn paradigms in comedy, oh, white people walk like this, black people, you know, it's like you, you get laughs on that. You can get laughs on that. So I want to get back to, oh, fuck, what was the other point? Okay, the 60s, man. 
Really good point. The 60s, man. I, I want to write a couple books. I know I haven't even wrote one, but I want to write a couple. And one of them I want to talk about how the, the, what the 60s did to America and how what we started out there is everything we got problems now. And there's so much good that came out of it, but a lot of it has been manipulated by the uneducated to it's the powerful have manipulated the uneducated man and you talk about vietnam and how people surrounded capital buildings and then this 2020 what we went through which was the exact opposite of that which was instead of the mob going to the people causing the problem the mob just burnt down middle class and lower class businesses and, and fucked everybody on their level or below. And all these rich kids had their own purge where they could go and commit crimes, get arrested, and these DAs let them off. And, like, all these people marching against whatever they were marching against, okay, were supported by who? The government, corporations, Hollywood. When all those people are behind you, you are not a rebellion. You are fucking pawns. And it was the exact opposite of what you were talking about. And that is when I feel the, the, the masters of mankind thought, oh, they're getting too smart. They're too connected. We can't have this. And that's when you saw the pulling out of, uh, of, of money from the education system. And, and it was like dumbing down the masses. You know, my parents were both teachers. As far as I know, and I could be wrong, I don't think my teachers ever pushed their my my father or my mother ever pushed their political views on their kids. Their thing was just you know get them to school, teach them reading, writing, math, everything, right? That stuff. Never you know BLM. Our founding fathers were racist, and all that's being done purposely because they're they've corralled. All the people who followed the rules in high school into teaching. Do you think that in high school right now they could not show their political views with how crazy the world is right now? Do you think as a high school teacher you could just sit there? Oh, there's and just- plenty that are, and then there's the crazies that aren't that are just just uh, regurgitating, uh, you know, MSNBC uh, onto their students, put you know, making statements that make. Absolutely no sense being a part of the masses of mankind's movement to erase our history and rewrite it in a way that doesn't allow future generations to connect with older generations. You can just be repeating the news now as a teacher and and be propagandizing and brainwashing your students. I mean, there was a time when that necessarily wasn't the case, but certainly now it is. If you tell them to wear a mask, you're kind of telling them to fucking listen to what they're telling you to do. Dude, there was a segment last night on MSNBC... I wish I recorded it and just could play it to everybody and be like, this is what they're trying to do to you. Don't you love the shit this, this, James, this James O'Keefe guy's doing with Project Veritas where he's getting all these yeah, big I just, wigs? Yeah, I, I like him. I, I am wrong, but I'm also like, how's this guy still alive? Yeah, <laughs> I'm wondering that too. Right? Yeah, I, I've heard that he might have, I, I don't want to say, some money behind him from some guys that are on the right side. Not, we'll, well, dude, of course it's money from the right side. No, but not it's the like, right politically. I really I mean, like, like him. Like I really like him. The light I side. really like uh, the dude from, um, what's the shreddy guy, uh, the guy who's huge with the sweater on, Tom Finton, is that his name? Yeah, I think that's right. I really like them, but my problem is, like, you're only doing the left. 
Yeah, okay, I, but I but at least somebody's doing it at all. You know what I mean? I well, mean, like, I think there's a lot of people calling out the left. The problem with the conspiracy theorists not, is that not, some of them, them like this, are uh, yeah, one hundred percent. 100%, but when people are like, oh, the left, they're pedophiles. Dude, George Bush had no. a pedophile scandal in the White House. No, it's totally. called the Lincoln Pro- Project. There's a Lincoln <laughs> scandal. Excuse me. It's a, the, the guy in the, the Lincoln Project. Pro- the Franklin scandal. Yeah, there we go. I was thinking the Lincoln Project, which yeah. had a pedophile scandal, by the way. <laughs> um, it's both sides. That's all I'm saying, no, I'm dude. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's just like that. That's I, a lot to ask, though. Why yeah. is it? No, you know, it's not a lot to ask. If you want traction... You go on one side or the other. That's what I'm, I mean, yeah. I have a buddy of mine. His YouTube channel is fucking huge. I didn't even know it because he's hard right. Yeah. Or you got, you know, no, you got these other I'm people that are hard left. Because- this show is right down the middle. It would be 10 times bigger mm-hmm. if I drove it one way or the other. That's why it's a lot to ask, though, is what I'm yeah. saying. Look at Vice. Vice, when Vice was in the middle, they, had, they went left. Now they're, they're huge left. But when they were in the middle, that's when we all liked them. That's yeah. when they were, everyone yeah, was like, were, this right? is what we like. Right. The yeah, Gavin McInnes in there mixing things up. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun. And now it's. But now these kids, it's just like, it's just they have manipulated us into com- thinking. Like, I mean, how much was art exposed as being so conformist in 2020? Art, 2019. Art, you said? Yeah, art. Yeah. I yeah, mean, of like, course, yeah. all of these punk rockers, like, I love Rage Against Machine. <laughs> and that's that. fine if you don't like Trump. I don't care. But to sit there and promote Joe Biden, like the guy from Public Enemy, what's his name, Chuck D., one of the most underrated leads of a band in all time. I'm so talking about point. everybody. Beatles, Rolling Stones. Chuck D should be up there in the conversation going, oh, if you're a Trump guy, you're a racist. Bro, you're pushing a guy who did a crime bill that devastated your fucking community. If you don't like Trump, I'm fine with that. But don't go out for Joe Biden, the guy who's been there 40 years, talking about fucking change. Camilla Harris, who locked up more of your people than any other human being being in the history of California. You got exposed because you're older and you're, you, you're stuck in the two-party two, two, two paradigm. Or don't forget about the artists that supported Trump. Oh, you're canceled. You're Uncle Tom, like 50 yeah. Cent, Little yeah. Wayne. They were all like, you, you can't have your own opinion. 100%, dude. And it's just like unbelievable. And th- I think we got exposed, man. I think so much of it got exposed. But it's all this system that like people really like acceptable heroes and uh, hated monsters. We like it cookie cutter. That's what political correctness is. It's just like everything is cookie cutter and we you know and it's unbelievable like i said before when i do jokes i go hey could this group of if i'm doing a joke about black people jews women gays whatever is your sacred cow whatever i'm doing jokes about i go could that someone of this group do this joke if the answer is yes i'm doing the fucking joke because you're not going to tell me because of who I am, what I can do. Either the joke is, and if like, because I got a, that, you know, J- Johnny, we did that show, on, that read on, on Broken Sim. And she got really mad. He did racial material. And it's just like, you didn't call it racist. You said it was racial. And did this, you ever get hassled after a set? Did you ever feel, did you ever get threatened or have to run or have a fight or anything? Well, first of all, I never run. Okay. Second of all, yes, I've had people throw stuff at me. 
John McCain's daughter or whoever threatened. Oh yeah, to John blow McCain's up. niece uh, threatened to bring bombs and shoot up my show in yeah. Tucson, <laughs> and I still don't think she officially got kicked off of Twitter for doing it. I put a twerking video. You know, people keep asking me why why I got kicked off. I think one of the reasons was I was talking about Chelsea Handler and the hypocrisy of her. Like that, you know, she's telling she's so raging against white people. Yeah, I have very, very reliable sources. Two huge names tell me that when she was on when she was on Chelsea lately, she would hold a picture up of a gorilla and be like, "This is Lonnie Love's family." And like, and I as soon as I put that tweet out, a couple days later, bye bye Twitter, bye bye, and that's kind of where we're at. It's like the hypocrisy. It's like. I feel like hypocrisy should at least be a misdemeanor. Is anybody with me on this one? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, at least a at least a twenty dollar ticket. Like you should have to you should have to make amends in some way to make up for your like all these these like re- conservatives who are anti-gay, right? And then they come out, they're like blowing truckers. It's a they fine should, or hypocrisy management class. For, or for you should have like if, if that is a politician does that, they should have to like for the halftime show of the Super Bowl, just blow dudes in the middle of it, just to fucking show what a hypocrite they are. Hey, real quick, uh, Bruce, did you was this the uh, interview you thought it was going to be? Um, real quick, so let's get into some religiousness, real, real quick, and how they use religion going from uh, blowing truckers to religion. That mm-hmm. is tinfoil hat. Um, let's get into uh, how religion is used to, because this is a big thing with me. How religion is used. To manipulate believers and societies. Give me a little bit of that, what your thoughts on that is, because, again, I have some thoughts on that as well. This has been a great show so far. I'm loving it. It has, and it's what I expected because I looked at a previous episode. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, religion, you know, it goes back to perhaps... If like, let's just let's agree with Bruce that you know life is enchanted and we all kind of have that sense of it. You know, it's kind of magical. Maybe it really, 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 really is. And I think religions exploit that enchantment. They give us a little crumb and they hook us in. You know, and for Christianity, maybe it's the character and the and the vibe of Jesus. You know, just who wouldn't want to be him? You know, just so groovy, just helping people, loving people, and and, and, and curing them. I think that's the that's the hook, and then comes the or else, you know, and it's also religion. Just it's a it's a pill. They're like ah, good, as opposed to real training and real nutrition to get you healthy. No, no, no. There's a pill for that, and the 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 hard core philosophical questions, the existential questions that we all are confronted with as rational beings at some point, young adult, mid-adult, who am I? Why am I here? Is this all there is? What happens after we die? What's good? What's evil? What's a good life? Those are the questions that we avoid at our own peril. Those are the questions that we are here to grapple with. Or you could take the pill of religion. We got all the answers for you. And I think people take the easy way out. I often think of humanity in the in the bell curve. Okay? 
Most of us are in the middle. And we just go along. We just go along. And some of us are really, really saints. You know, we volunteer at the soup kitchens. We just bend over backwards to serve and help others. We've just got so much love and joy of life that we, we can work all day at helping others and helping others and helping others. And it's just, I couldn't do it any other way. You ask these people, why do you do it? And you just like, oh, it gives me joy. I just, oh, I just, they just, they're saints. That's not most people. That's a, that's a small percentage. And on the other percent, the other side of the bell curve, there's that's maybe the same amount of a-holes. <laughs> the power-tripping mad psychopaths who gravitate to power, and they become pastors, priests, they become politicians, they become the generals in the, in the military, they become, you know, the CEOs who slaughter for profit. And those of us in the middle, we just go, we just go along with, well, what's everybody else doing? If you're lucky enough to be in a community or in a society where there's a lot of these lovey-dovey people, everyone's going to kind of lean toward being lovey-dovey. But if you're in a you know society that has a, that has a crackdown like we're going through right now, like Germany in the 1930s, are we going to go along with that? Oh, you want you you need to take my neighbors? They're they're Jewish. That we've loved each other for years. But okay, if you say that they're bad, take them. Fine, I don't want to make waves. I'm just going to go along. Most of us just go along, and the same with. So maybe the same with religion. That's the broad kind of thing. You know why I like all that that model? Because it forgives everybody. There's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong that that's human nature. No, I get that. You look at history, that is human nature. And I we go that. through it. I get over that. and over and over again, you know, until, you know, empires rise and then they fall because they get corrupt, they exploit everything in their sight. It's unsustainable. Empires are unsustainable. And so is crime, and so is evil. It's unsustainable because at the core of it, to, to wrap up on a happy note, but let me let you talk about that. I obviously can go on and on. So what do you think about no, all dude, that? dude, I'm listening, religion? Bro. Well, I, I totally agree with you. I believe the manipulation of, of religion. I believe they don't want you to know how special you are. And they, they've been doing this for a long game. I mean, each one of our major religions have had a book introduced well after the fact, after the religion was in full Steam, go ahead. A book is introduced that somewhat takes the the religion in a different thing. I mean, you have the the Jews who are wonderful human beings. They had the Torah. Suddenly, the, the Talmud shows up out of nowhere, and the story is like ah, some some angel came down and told them, and then everyone. It's like they call the Talmud the uh, Wikipedia uh, of religious books, where everyone gets to you know add their whole thing to it. Then you have you know the the Quran, which is like this Quran that they're studying isn't the original Quran. There's a much older Older Quran that is different, and then the Bible, four hundred years after Jesus, a lot of amazing things in it. But let's face it, was put together by people who worship the sun. The Romans put it together. I'm not shitting on the Bible. Don't come at me with that. I'm being blasphemous. I'm just telling you the stories that are told out there. Okay. Yeah, how many t- testaments there is and all like scroll dead street scrolls and There's all that. So shit. many so that weren't shit. included. Just... Why weren't they included? Well, because these books are meant to give a lot. I mean, I, they're all well, I, I believe most of it is well-intentioned, but there's enough in each of these to k- kind of 
isolate each of our groups, right? To like silo each one of us into our own groups. And there's enough so that the other group can look and go, oh, look what they worship. Oh, look what they were. They're into this. They're into that. And it just starts, everybody starts fighting with each other. And instead of coming together, you know, it's like, you know, you hear from people or atheists or whatever, the, the, the story of Jesus that's been told in different ways and different things. I'm fine with that, man. I don't think it takes away from anything from, from the story of Jesus because obviously other cultures had different names for him. And that story's been told over and over again. It's not that they're trying to act like they're passing it off as their own original story. They're telling a story that has been told over and over again. It does not mean, oh, fuck Jesus. Fuck, fuck. You can believe whatever you want. I, have, I, 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 dude, I gotta tell you something. I like Jesus. He's a good guy. Yeah. Ran with a crew. The had shape-shift, hot chicks. Shapeshifting Jesus. I'm totally into shapeshifting Jesus. Well, okay. now they have a religion for non-believers. Uh, scientism. You know, I mean, this whole one hundred percent. It's it's the next evolution of this thing. I think. But it's all meant to have us fight with each other. You know yeah, that. Sure. The, yeah. I say it all the time. The Eskimos have forty words for snow. It's still snow. It's still snow. You can call whatever you want. It's still snow. You know, most of these religions are fighting over where they power rank Jesus. He's still Jesus, well, man. In Christianity and Catholicism, it's just if, if uh, Catholicism Mary. is its own thing. Yeah, but with, it's just I with like Mary. Catholics. I have a problem with the Vatican. Okay? But it's still, they're only fighting because if Mary was impregnated by, uh, or not impregnated by, uh, Jesus' dad. Yeah. That's the only thing that fighting, because I used to tell my mom, what's, what's the difference? You're like, it's basically just who got Mary pregnant. Yeah. And like, that's the whole thing. That's why we're fighting. And she's like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I, it's unbelievable. And and it is, there. there's other stuff about that. There's other religions where within Islam, there's different Islams that believe in a power ring. Uh, I don't know what the difference is between the Sunnis and the Shiites, but it, it's something really simple. That it can't be like, okay, man, we just see that. No, it's like, war! And that's all well, no, dude, done. There, I mean, there are sects of, of even Christianity in, in, the, in the South that, like, there's this guy that used to show up to our church a couple times a year screaming in the middle of church that we were worshiping on the wrong day, and it was one of these Seventh-day Adventists. And their whole beef with <laughs> all the other Christianity is that they're not doing it on Saturday, and they should be doing it on Saturday. That was their whole beef. And they would come in screaming about that. Like, this guy was pissed, dude. And that was his whole thing. One day. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, do you think bit. we maybe lost track of the days a little bit since 2000 fucking years ago? Leap year? Probably. They, oh, they, it's I mean, like, really. why does that bother you? Yeah. I, I, that, it's like the same thing I have with the vaccine, vaccine people. If you got the vaccine, if you have salvation, okay, I get you'd like to help everybody, but at some point, <laughs> they don't want to hear it. Let them do their own thing. But no, man, it, that, this is the fight that goes on. You're really worried about God, this, this thing that's so beyond our understanding that we have this tiny grasp of just so we know something's much bigger. You know, you're worried about he, he can't handle all this stuff. And like, like, you got, like, like God created everything. If God created everything, he created people that don't agree with you. So why are you going nuts on him right now? But it's all men to divide and conquer. Yeah, it's, that, it's like that Hicks joke. If, if I piss you off, do what Jesus would do and forgive me. You yeah. Know I mean, just get over it. <laughs> and just, the, you know, the, just like growing up, man, 
all of these religious people who have shown to be corruption. You ask me why that happens? Because they're put there because they're corrupted. And when they need a scandal, they can expose this guy and be like, look at your religion. It's a giant lie. We're just on a rock hurling through space. Rock in space doesn't lie to you, does it? And that's dumb. Disillusionment is a big part of hopelessness in modern society. And that's, and that dude, it's inspired by that kind of stuff for sure. 100%. So many hopeless people. That's the real epidemic. I mean, it's hopelessness and loneliness. But I mean, like, it's the squeaky wheel, right? Because when you go around, when you mostly meet normal people, they're just like, I'm spiritual. You do what you want. Most of them know. Even when you do this, like, about trans and kids, most of the conservatives I see saying, I don't care what you do when you're 18. Just leave kids alone. You know what that says to me? That's accepting of lifestyles. That's what that says to me. I accept your lifestyle. Leave kids alone. Let them figure it out. If they get to your age, then they can do whatever they want. Light yourself up like a Christmas tree, okay? That's, I, I think people are more open-minded than ever. People say, oh, we're losing God. We're, no, we're not. We're losing organized religion, what, and we're gaining spirituality. So many people are just into, like, dude, we're all connected. And that's kind of what I, I'm, I'm, I'm really into that. And like, I'm, I've never been happier. Law of abundance, bro. That's, I practice that every day. Sometimes I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm spending a lot of money, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm spreading the, I, I'd like to spread the love, help people out, take care of people, you know, give a 20 bucks to a button. That's a lot of money. I'm like, but man, something tells me, give them the 20 bucks. I'm like, there's your 20 dollars. And I walk off and I'm like, you know, but I feel that boop, 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 boop. I feel it every time. That's not boop, the only boop, way boop, it comes boop, back boop. to you, too. I really believe it comes back to you in, in actual manifest ways, you know, like not just it's not just that good feeling. Like it's going to come back to you in, in very tangible the ways. The energy you know? put out is the energy you get back. My, my humble, humble opinion. Back in dude. that maker coin. That's what's going to happen. What? Well, it's going to come back in crypto. Yeah, That's how I you get paid back. When I don't have the coin. <laughs> Uh, let's get in some more stuff. You know, because we talked a little. Your book is great. You know, I can't wait to get it. It's going to drop in May. God School, 9-11, and JFK. Let's get into some of that, that other stuff. Like, what was 9-11? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Like, yeah. 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 According to S.K. Bain, mostly goes by Kent Bain, in his book, The Most Dangerous Book in the World, subtitle, 9-11 as a mass ritual, 9-11, served many functions. But as a spectacle, it was a global mass satanic ritual that we all participated in because the first plane got all the cameras of the world focus on it. And then we all got to watch about 1,500, if 3,000 people died in the two towers, we got to watch 1,500 people uh, slaughtered as the second tower came down, traumatizing the heck out of us, and killing is how they summoned the dark powers that the psychopaths who create such events and have for, for many, many years, um, that's how they summon their, their, they commemorate their endeavor it was an altar, and um, the symbology in that book, even the two towers is an ancient symbol, um, 
one could argue those buildings were built to be destroyed oh. in such a mass ritual. And then, of course, it justified the phony wars. It justified, you know, the the, the budgets to the military-industrial complex. It justified the uh, eradication of our rights with the imposition of the Patriot Act and the Homeland Security Act. 9-11 was uh, a, a plunger pushed down, you know, to, to launch all those things and accomplish all that stuff on behalf of, again, the psychopaths who uh, who... Or run the world and are in control of such such systems. Um, so was the Kennedy assassination, John F. Kennedy assassination. I help my publisher, Chris Milligan, with a podcast every week called The Journey into Conspiracy Theories. Um, oh, snap. He interviews, yeah, he, he interviews many of his past authors. He's published about 150 books in the last 20 years. I was reading those books before I ever got the idea, you know, put my book together and looked for a publisher. And he, uh, I forgot the pun I was leading to about him. Oh yeah. He, you know, he's, he's interviewed, you know, all these folks about, Oh, he, yes. And in interviews, he has talked about the Kennedy assassination and he said, you know, the pieces for that, the elements for that were put into place years in advance, even before Kennedy was elected. And it's a, it's also one of the secret, you know, uh, rituals, the killing of the king. Because when you kill the king, you steal his power. And you also, again, like 9-11, you tra- broad daylight, you, you traumatize the nation into being children again who crave and accept and demand, please, please get more powerful and protect me from the ooh, scary things that that might be threatening me. Um, so that's what these that's what these things are. In my book, I show well, I list a lot of the evidence. To my book is a great <clears throat> compilation for I guess a beginner. Um, you, folks like us who are well versed on all these things will love having everything in one place. But it's really a great gift to give to folks to 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 wake them up to kind of see. You know, it's all in one thing, and there's tons of resources in the back. Excuse me. Um, but 9-11 is what woke me up, because three years later, if, you know, I had met someone who was very persuasive in explaining how it, Muslims didn't do it. It was an inside job, and I was like, huh, what? And I, I obsessed about it for years, and I obsessed about the Kennedy assassination, and then I decided to put all those, that stuff uh, in, my, in my book. But you got to get that book by S.K. Bain. He shows how the numbers of the flights, you know, 11, 175, uh, United 10, and so many other numbers, just the numbers, the identifiers. Solomon Brothers building, like Solomon's Temple, you know, building number seven. What is the name of the book? Cracked. It's called The Most Dangerous Book in the World. Subtitle is 9-11 as a Mass Ritual by S.K. Bain, B-A-I-N. And he tracks how all those elements and all those numbers correspond with tons that Aleister Crowley was teaching in one of his major books. And you, you, and then you see the shapes of the other buildings around it. <clears throat> and there's the financial center on the water side of the two towers. You know, there's a there's a pyramid on top of this building. There's a dome on top of this building. There's a stepped pyramid you know and these things and that's all old rockefeller land just like the united nations was built on old rockefeller land if i if i have that correct i think i do so 
we are we are we are in an incredible adventure story, whether we know it or not. I remember when I really understood how the Federal Reserve worked, and it was another piece of the puzzle about how the world works. I stood up. I was with twenty friendly folks. I said, "You mean there's really a dragon to slay? There's really a dragon to slay?" Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah, there is, and it doesn't take twenty-five percent of the population. It doesn't take. Ten, I don't even think it takes ten percent. You know. At the end of one of the 9-11 documentaries, there's a little quote that comes on the screen, you know, spread the word because something will happen when enough of us know. And that's why you got to keep doing these podcasts. People got to start writing books. People got to strike up conversations with strangers. Hey, what do you think about 9-11? Have you ever heard 9-11 is an inside job? But, you know, I uh, ever think about you know, what do you what do you know about that? And get, get the conversation started. I totally agree with everything you're saying. And, uh, I mean, if you want to go back to Kennedy, like both 9-11 and the JFK assassination, uh, they elites flew in to watch the event go down. You know, the the bull, the Bilderberg group was in in New York having a conference on September 10th in which they their guest of honor was the Bin Ladens. This was all done purposefully, dude. And the occult ritual is is just like there's these people on very, very, very high level. And that's why when people like, oh, this group runs something, that group runs that. Dude, if you think that a group is doing something, just know you've fallen for the brainwash and that there's a level above it that is like dark arts occultic. Pedophiles, probably. I'll put that in there. You know, because that's the initiation stuff. If you look at what Kennedy, the assassination of Kennedy ushers in, this fucking cabal, this dark arts cabal that fucking starts to implement all these things. And, you know, Bruce is right. This stuff was planned for a long time. Just like I believe they, the stealing of the 2000 election of George Bush was done purposefully because they had to have Dick Cheney in the White House to get the ball rolling on 9-11, man. They had to have him in, even though Al Gore is one hundred part percent a part of the the fucking the big club that we're not in. They need to have Cheney in there because he was the, one of the masterminds of this whole thing. There, that- there, there, I think that there's there are different factions and they compete for the the approval of the sponsors and the donors and the funders. You know, I think of the Republican Party and the Democrat Party as as competing frat houses or competing theatrical companies or competing sports teams that all have the same corporate sponsors. Yeah. And they, and, and uh, yeah, so that, that, that might be a good model. I mean, Um, if you look at them like crime organizations instead of political parties, it's a lot easier to understand that. Oh, I think in this, I think indisputably. And how do we spread the word effectively? Because to come at folks, I find, with this spiritual stuff and the satanic stuff, um, it's overwhelming and it's absurd. And okay, that's fine. It's the truth. I can plant that seed and trust that when they hear it from the 17th person, maybe they'll get curious. They'll do a search. They'll buy a book. Yay. But if I, if we can accelerate that process, I don't know why I'm coaching you because you're doing a great job. So thank you. Coach. You know, it's just, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's to, it's to make it palatable. I, I don't have so much of that satanic stuff 
in my book as I just have kind of, you know, just the, the, the facts and figures and the sources to back it up to just kind of make the case that these were inside jobs, follow the money, very rational, you know, provable, you know, evidence, da, 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 da. whether they've got these spiritual motivations and these practices for hundreds of years. I've got the books in the back of my book where, yeah, you can, you can see that because I've read that, but just to get, to get people into it. Um, but this is your show. So let's go as deep as you want, as hard as you want. <laughs> well, I mean, um, like if you look at, look at what, so Kenny gets assassinated and then we start seeing the implementation of all these cultures, all these movements. And I, my whole opinion is if something's labeled culture, it is manufactured in a uh, think tank like a culture in a Petri dish, okay? That's probably why they call it culture because it's manufactured, man. And I know people can get really angry at that because they are fully participating in a culture but man, let me just tell you, it all comes back to the 60s. Drug culture, hippie culture, black culture. Sam speaking, not Bruce. Black culture, feminist culture. These are all things that took root in the 60s and started out, in my humble opinion, at least when you got feminism, the civil rights movement, these are all wonderful things, right? Like when you go basically equal rights for people regardless of their skin color, their religion. Every natural... Every natural thing gets co-opted. All of those movements, et cetera, perhaps you've found that too, they get co-opted by the evil, by the rich bastards, you know, above to play us against each other with agent provocateurs. They get co-opted and then they can, because they want to be part of every side, so that's how they can control the outcome of the battles. If I could jump I mean, in with all that. I, I don't know your opinion on Q, but that's what happened with Q, I think. It got co-opted. It got it got seemed way too far right where every time you couldn't even say anything about it where you're like, oh, you're so crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, that that could definitely do. And then sometimes the outcome of it gets away from them, and that's what I think happened with Q. I mean, we could sit down and argue about that all day. But, you know, it's like... It could, they, it could start as a pure thing or, 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 or start instantly enough that you have to get everybody to join in. You can't start... As, you know, it's like, I don't know, what how, what's the bizarre feminist thing? Well, like, uh, like you the, can't open up with fucking me tooing people, right? For, you know, but you got to start simply by like, I should have the right to work. I should have the right to oh, get. Oh, it's late term abortion is what, that's the, the probably the feminist thing that just is a knee jerk no for a lot of people. Yeah, you just can't but start. But you can't that's, open up that. That's what I'm saying. You're right. You've got to start simple the, and it's got to be started out as pure. And then it starts getting in to the bizarro town because you're resi- you're weaponizing people or save the children how pure was that one yeah and then it got infiltrated with other stuff and oh, yeah, everybody's and a pedophile it, yeah. it was just like dude it was save then the it children. just became yeah. crazy people and then it came everybody mm-hmm. accusing everybody of everything so that's really and then that is the and 60s it, and it's a mm-hmm. right i mean well, like that, that that was yeah that was a that was an explosive time period yeah think yeah. of the assassinations Oh, wide open assassinations. And going back to your talking about hot, we'll use the term, I'll use the term, high impact events, right? The assassinations of so many amazing, like whether they were controlled opposition or not, but they represented a movement and they got clipped. Boom. John Lennon, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, JFK. And we keep going. Gandhi. I don't know when Gandhi was murdered. John but, Lennon was 1980, by the way. But, I mean, like, he... Okay, good point, Johnny. But, you know, he, he was part of that British 
coming over yeah, and all no, that no. stuff. You know, but I mean, like, there's so many people assassinated. No, he was definitely on the government list for sure. He was on their kill list. I mean, I want that. I gotta, pl- I gotta plug uh, the Trying Day podcast again. Tryingday.com. There's a tab podcast. Opens up all the episodes. Um, tomorrow I'll be posting the interview with John Potash, who wrote "Drugs yeah. as Weapons yeah, he's Against been on Us." The show, I love it. He's mm. totally right. Yeah, and he t- and he and he talks about how. Drugs were shoved at the whole culture, and they were shoved at these popular musicians because if they could get hooked on drugs, they would influence all their fans to try drugs and think that drugs were cool. And a typical scenario that John Potash described was when Hendrix and Cobain and John Lennon all kind of cleaned up because drugs will kill you, um, then then they were taken out because we couldn't have them standing up as effective leaders of people espousing a message of, hey, Get get your mind together, you know. Clean yourself up. Try to live a healthy life, you know. Um, so right to that point, to that point about how drugs is a huge was a huge weapon and how guys, I got to tell you, like with so many of those interviews that that I listen in on them, I help. I, I, I introduce the episodes. Chris interviews the authors. I might have a question or so at the end, and then I edit it and I prepare a little advertising stuff for it. The picture of the drug business in this on this planet going back centuries might be, you know, if prostitution is the oldest profession, then drugs is the second oldest. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really how much you know. You, you probably know tons about that, Sam. Or you know, like uh, well, one hundred percent wars and the CIA, and just it's just to it's to make money from addicting us. And if we're in a stupor, if we're addicted. We're that much more controllable, and this goes back centuries. That's that's what world trade and global trade and 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 the the deepest fortunes, the oldest fortunes of the oldest families, especially in the West, probably in the Orient as well. It's based on drug use and drug smuggling, and you know, corrupting a culture with with the drug business and and poisoning minds and souls with drug addiction. Charming little planet. Still beautiful on a sunny day. Well, I mean, it is beautiful, but there are dark arts fucking uh, low frequency uh, entities trying to manipulate and steal our luge. Courtney Love's whole thing was to bring in fucking coke, bring in heroin into Seattle. And then what they did is they killed, they got rid of all of the hair bands and the heavy metal bands. And they brought in uh, who? The grunge people which were all singing sad songs for uh, of uh, for pennies on the dollar compared to all these uh, heavy metal bands. They would sign and they would just be, Courtney would come around, sleep with everybody, give everybody the drugs. And, and that was her role. And, you know, she'd been through a lot of trauma, you know, uh, he came on and talked about that. And it's 100% true. The CIA, uh, you know. Who came on? John Potash came yeah. on? You talked to him? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. He, he's, he, he's been on twice. He talked about Courtney Love. And, you know, it's like I've I seen Courtney around. I, you know, I, I, I think she's dark arts, but I also know she's been traumatized a lot. And I know she's been well, through that, a lot. That's how they create willing. That's how they create useful idiots. Um, even to such an extent that it, I'm pretty persuaded that President Gerald Ford was abused as a young man, and he be, he be traumatized as a young man, and he was uh, something of a sexual predator, and the FBI had a lot of dirt on him, and he could, was controlled into very, very useful positions on the Warren Commission and ultimately up into the White House. 
I mean, we um, can also get in the Manchurian candidates, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, and we got to save enough time to really dig into reasons to be cheerful. Whoever's watching the clock, try all to right, protect. All right, we're gonna do a couple more minutes, to- and then we're gonna get the. <laughs> I mean, like we got we got UFOs. I don't I don't believe in. I believe that we there are interdimensional entities. I, I really do believe that a lot of these these uh, saucers we see are, are, are them trying to push a narrative, in my humble opinion, uh, that fits into we're not special. We're actually simpletons compared to these other things that are coming. to And they have technology and they're flying through space and we can't do any of that. And they're, you know, B- Operation Blue Checkmark. And again, it goes back to spirituality. They don't want you to know, you don't, they don't want you, me, everybody, you know, to know how special you really are because you are special and they put these people in, they get you to believe in identity politics and get you to believe that, you know, a black man run for president is going to bring change, even though he is a Bush. I mean, it's all CIA is, yeah, you know, but back to how how special we are just to jump in with some pretty hopeful stuff. I don't know if you're, you ever found the YouTube channel, Anthony Cheen Production, C-H-E-N-E. He interviews folks about spiritual stuff. He particularly inter- interviews folks who've had near-death experiences, and they describe what it's like on the other side. And talk about how special we are. That's how special reality is. That's how special life is. And a recent video up there, it should be in the top corner, a spiritual renaissance. It's a. It's an interview with a woman named Betty something, and she talks about the ancient traditions going way back and what Jesus may have really been teaching and the texts that were hidden and the esoteric mystery schools and how that was the hidden protected knowledge that the elites do know about and they don't want us to know that uh, life can be very joyful. We can share nothing but love and happiness with each other. We can we can create, and they hoard all that information so that they can hoard the power, and they can, you know, govern the world's resources and, and manipulate and use us as slaves. And it, and it tracks back to what might be the origin of humanity and the UFO presence on on Earth. Or do you know who Dr. Stephen Greer is? Have you heard of him? Yes. Huh? Yes, we have. We've heard of him. Uh, he hasn't been Good. on. He was too right. busy, he said. He said it was too busy, which I'm okay with. But you reached out to him. You reached out to him. Yeah, I did early on in the show. I don't, you know, we don't beg people to come on the show. That's not the show. We want <laughs> people who come on. and love. Right. I'm not mad yes. at him because yeah. my whole opinion is I'm not into any, my whole thing is it's all spiritual, dude. And I'm not really into uh, any of the, you know, from other planet stuff. I'm just going to be honest with you. I believe they're from different dimensions and we have, we have entities of light and entity of darkness. And they're they're This is a battle over this realm, man. And, you know, I really want to get, cause I got to find out what was that channel again, that YouTube channel you suggested. A- Anthony, Anthony Sheen. I might be saying it wrong. C H E N E Anthony Sheen. Production. All right, I'm gonna look into that because that's my jam. I when to when I watched one of those videos, but you know, at the end of the day, it's just it's so life affirming. But where do you what do you want to talk about? How much time do we have left? What are we, we gonna talk about? We have a couple about? minutes, dude. We have a couple minutes. Uh, we can. I mean, dude, I I think. I mean, 
I want to leave enough so people come see your book. We got into COVID, but I mean, just let's let's end this, dude. I want to get into COVID because we've talked about it, and I honestly believe, you know, we're gonna lose some soldiers along the way, but I really do believe that we that the information war is being won, and that people are really waking up, going, "Why are you pushing this so hard on us? If it's something that's so right." Why do you, are you going out of your way to, to push it on us? I mean, every moment. And to me, it's like, people are like, whoa. I mean, like this, if you think that a, a industry that raise your EpiPens 400% and raise your insulin 400% wants to give you something for free, you have to really ask yourself, why are they doing that? And you know, if you took it already, I understand can't really fret over it. You just kind of got to go along with it and hope you got something that will help you. But you know what? It is what it is. And uh, the notion that we're making people do this, force them, should you should ask yourself, what, what, what else have they ever done like this? What has the government ever done on this level forced you to do? And that's the, and when you get to those answers, you start start seeing something really crazy. So where are we headed to, Bruce? As we wrap this up, where are we headed to? Well, let me get this out. We're headed to BruceTatoris dot com because <laughs> I just want people. I just want people to read the testimonials for my book. That's it. That's all we have to say about my book because the, they they speak for themselves. Those testimonials. Um. Where are we headed? I'll tell you where we're headed. We're headed where we choose to go. Okay? And it and the 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 there's no place to go except right here right now. And if we could master that and teach that to each other. Um we we orient ourselves we orient ourselves closer to reality and closer to who and what we are. So much of what we discussed in this call today, I was thinking, well, that's because people identify with that group. Well, they identify with that cause. They identify with that religious sect because that answers our biggest question might be, who am I? But if I think I'm a Republican, ah, that one's taken care of. Or if I think I'm a Democrat or if I think I'm a Catholic or if I think I'm a Muslim or if I think I'm a transgender or if I think whatever I think, I that's it. It comes down to, you know, identity because identity determines everything I believe because it determines what we can imagine is possible for us. And I'll take us right now to the ideals of the American founding. You know, if we could... Remind if we could relearn and embrace and practice imagining that what we are is sovereign. I am a sovereign human being. I am the source of all power um, over myself, not over others, but by virtue of my rights and the rights that others have. I get to do whatever I want. No one can tell me what to do. What I about what affects only me. It's where we affect each other that we have to negotiate. We have to compromise. We have to haggle. We have to seduce. We have to charm. We have to dance. We have to compromise. 
in order to, to get a game started, you know, to, to play a game together, a game of business or a game of who's getting the food today, who's getting the wood for the fire, right? Yeah. Who's getting the water and soap so we smell nice for the ladies tonight? We have to work together all day to figure all that out every single day. We used to be involved with our own lives like that. So that's my magic spell is that everything's possible. and We just have to take full responsibility for yes. everything and have full power over everything. Yes, that is exactly what it is. You have to believe in yourself. You have to do the law of attraction, model of abundance, and love thy neighbor. And that's what I practice. And give $20 to every homeless person you see because it tells our cells instantly, I must have more than enough if I'm giving it away. He obviously doesn't live in L.A. (laughs) You can go broke doing that. You can go real broke out here with 20 I think the universe takes care of you. That's my honest belief. And uh, 100%, man. I mean, like, the uh, people are waking up more and more. I, listen, man, you have everything you need to change your life. People have done more with less. This, this Betty in that video, the spiritual renaissance on Anthony Cheen production, she talks about the Gospel of Thomas, one of the books that, the you know, they didn't put into the official Bible. And then Jesus' character in there says something, what is inside you will save you if you let it out. Yes. What is inside you will destroy you if you keep it in. That is so a, ponder that, people. Ponder that is that. recovery, dude. You're only we're sick here to as create. We're here to create. We are here to create. We're not here to experience. We're not here to buy. We're not here to, to accept. We're here to create. And um, on and on and on. Brother, this has been great. You killed it on Zero, and you killed it on the big show. I'm Tim Fallhat. He's Bruce D. Torres. His book. I'll believe you. I'll believe you if Xavier edits it before he hits his girlfriend. No, Xavier doesn't do anything. He's uh, he doesn't. <laughs> he just sits here and uh, and and. Who took care of it, Johnny? Was it Johnny? Johnny that's Johnny's, Johnny's job. Johnny's job, dude. I'm sorry, but Johnny's lady needs to be made love to. If he doesn't feed the kraken, we'll all pay a price. So, yeah. but he'll do it, Don. Johnny's a turning and burner, man. Johnny turns. I was just burn. making a bad joke. I wasn't rushing. I was it's just okay. making. That's all right, dude. This whole show has been me just making horrible jokes and going, (laughs) oh, he's still with us. Thank God he didn't take that personal. Uh, Bruce, I love you, buddy. I really do. I appreciate your your one of the uh, fun conversations out there. Uh, You know, I mean, it's kind of I mean, I wonder how much you and I have in common yet we have this, you know, I mean, like I'm a knuckle dragger who flunk first grade. So, you know, and here we are. I, I don't know your full background, but we really do have, a, you know, a connection on how we see the world. So it's very easy to have you on and have a fun conversation. The only hard part is uh, us not talking over each other because we have so much to say. And that's a good thing for a show, you know. So you are always welcome back on the show anytime you want. And so we're going to say one more time. It's Bruce Day, D D E Torres. Dot com. That's B-R-U-C-E-D-E-T-O-R-R-E-S dot com. Brother, you're welcome back anytime. 
It would be an honor. This was great. And, and, to, and to Johnny and Xavier, great. Thank you. Don't worry about them. Just worry about me, bro. Guys, you guys are great. I love you all very much. I hope to see you in Indianapolis this weekend. Come get weird with me at Helium, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. We go deep, homeboy. Open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.